All right. Well, welcome to the inaugural podcast. This is this is exciting. I'm Father Sean Wilson. I'm the pastor of these four parishes we call the Petersburg Parishes, St. Joseph in Wapakoneta, Ohio, Immaculate Conception in Botkin, St. Lawrence in Rhiney, and St. John in Freiburg. And with me is the one and the only Julia Monin. <laughs> the one and only, The yes. one and only. You said for... that like it means I'm important, which you will soon find out I'm not, but oh. I am excited to be here. Yeah. So, uh, so well, let's start with a prayer. You want to leave some prayer, Julia? I would love to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Yeah. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all of your gifts. We thank you for calling us and bringing us here together on this afternoon as we begin this new thing in our life, this new thing that was inspired by you and that is for you. You know, my Lord, everyone who will ever, anytime in the near future or sometime down the road will ever hear this podcast. We ask you to bless them in a special way and send your spirit upon all of us that you may draw us into the depths of your love. For you are Lord forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So here we are, you know, it feels like we're back in the saddle again. We're not singing already. I don't know, like, honestly, I don't know the podcast world. So if you sing, is there like copyright infringement? I have no idea. Okay. That's why we have a producer. Let's That's just right. let's just say that. Let's just say that. We, we have a we producer. We have a producer. He's like legit. He is. His he knows name what he's doing. Is Leo. He's, he's Leo. Here. We are in a studio with lights and uh a set. A set, yeah. A set. Yeah. So. This is very different because we kind of did something similar before. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I do. It's a while back. A while back, uh, when you were a parochial vicar here was, yes. at the parishes, you were just a little young chap. I was so naive. Which was really not that long ago. How many years ago was that? Three, maybe? <sighs> Wasn't it? We maybe started three years ago. Yeah. And I was working here at the parishes at that time. And um, we'll save the story for for how I was praying for you beforehand and then how you were brought to our parishes. You might as well just do it now because you already told like really everything. Okay, well, see, so I was working at the parishes, and I'm not going to tell the embarrassing part that of um, what our pastoral council was asked to do. Now you um, have to. <laughs> okay, so I'll tell the whole story. Just tell the whole okay, story. Okay, so at that time, I was working for the parishes. I was also on um, pastoral council, and I was working my way off of pastoral so council. I had a lot of hats. I, I was stepping down from council and, and entering into this role as staff member, but one of the last things we were tasked with as a council was to reach out to all of the men who were about to be ordained. How many were there? Seven? Seven. Yeah, that's Seven. the number of fulfillment, by the way. It Are is. you like the perfect class? Well, no. Oh, okay. There were, we were seven deacons, though, right? And that's the actually the apostles. There were seven deacons. That's so dope. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. At our ordination, that was the gospel, or the Acts of the Apostles, the second mm-hmm. reading. And Stephen gets martyred like weeks later. It was like, all right, who's it going to be? Well, so far, you guys are all good. We're all alive. Okay. Anyways. So, so anyway, so we were tasked with this um, mission of reaching out to each of the seven seminarians, introducing ourselves, making sure you guys knew that we were praying for you as you were about to enter into Very nice your ordination, prayers. and um, let you know a little bit about our parishes up north, because we knew that our parochial vicar was being reassigned, and we knew one of you were likely to become our new parochial vicar. And wouldn't you know, very providentially, um, I was assigned to this person by the name of Deacon Sean Wilson. And so that was the December of that year. That would have been 2015. 
December yeah. 2015. And so Sean Wilson was the gentleman I sent a Christmas card to, made sure I let him know that we were praying for them. And mm-hmm. I was praying for you. That was, those weren't just empty words. Right. I was really praying for you. And I was convinced even from that earliest stages that you were going to be the priest that we got sent. But anyway, I kept that to myself. Um, but so I was praying for you for that time. And then when May rolled around, you were ordained May, what was it? 21st, 21st, 2016. And I was at Mass that evening at the Vigil Mass, and our pastor at the time said, I've got great news. We're going to announce to you um, our pastor that we've been assigned is Father. And in my head, I said, Father Sean Wilson, like to myself. And sure enough, out of wow. his mouth, Father Sean Wilson. So I said, boom, here he is. Boom, here so he I is. got to meet you a few months later, and then after working together for... I was several months after working together and you getting into the flow of things here at the parish life. I was asked to um, host a radio show a couple times a month on Radio Maria. Mm, shout out called, Radio Maria. Yes, called Living the Lectionary. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was called. Uh huh. And so I, you know, because I'm no dummy, I decided it'd probably be best if I had somebody who actually knew what they were talking about with me. And so I invited. <laughs> <laughs> so after asking five people first. False. I asked you first. Oh, and after asking you, you and praying about that, you. Uh, you you decided to join me. And so we hosted that show together for over a year. Yeah, it was like probably like 15 months or so. Yeah, until um, you were assigned head pastor here at the parishes. And obviously then your workload got a little bit yeah. bigger and um, we weren't able to continue. I am still hosting that show. That's right. You can catch Julia Monin on Radio Maria the first and the fourth Mondays and the fifth. And the fifth mm-hmm. If we are so blessed to have a mm-hmm. fifth Monday. Mm-hmm. What time is that? 9.30 Central Time or Eastern Time? We are in the Eastern Time Zone. in the Eastern Time Zone. I do not drive to Central Time. It's been a while since I've done that, okay? Yes, yes, 9.30 (laughs) Eastern Time, um, Radio Maria. Um, But yeah, so then we went, we've been, you've been not, you've been pastor here for coming up on. Getting on two years. Two years. Yeah. And you stepped down from doing the radio shortly after you were assigned pastor. So it's been almost two years that I've been doing that show solo and we were tossing around, um, just different ideas, different apostolate work, different ministry work that you were involved in and I was involved in. And we talked about this a while ago, perhaps starting a podcast um, and talking about the catechism for a while. And it took a while for it to develop and actually that it was God's time. But it is like we're back in the saddle. It is. And it's very exciting because as much as I enjoy talking to a wall, which is what I do when I do mm. radio shows or podcasts on my own. And when you're just at your home. And when I'm at my house. <laughs> I mean, it's... No, I'm, that's not a joke against your husband. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's true. It's it's honestly true. I I really am looking forward to like learning from you oh, because wow. truth be told, I have read the catechism. Um but I've never studied it. Yeah. Or I've never even read it like prayerfully like, you know, like you would read through scripture or or really sat with it. So I've read it kind of like crossed it off my list. I yeah. read the catechism. It's great stuff. I refer to it maybe if I'm if I'm teaching or doing something like that, but I've never really studied it. And so I'm just excited to be in your presence and to just learn from, you know, the man. The man. Yes, Jesus Christ himself. Exactly. Yeah. We learned from him. I set you up for that. Yeah. <laughs> knocked it out of the park. You're Killed welcome. it. Uh yeah, so you know, we kind of kicked around doing this podcast idea for a while. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what, what do we, you could podcast about anything and people do because mm-hmm. you just go on Apple podcasts and, uh, am I allowed to mention Apple? What's the, okay, great. Thanks. That's <laughs> thanks, I got, the, I got the head nod from our man, Leo behind the camera. Um, so anyways, and there's so many different podcasts, but in, uh, but it seems like there's one, there's a couple gaps in just straight up the catechism. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a couple out there mm-hmm. and, but they're very academic. Mm-hmm. They're very, they're almost like lectures and, um, 
we can't do that because it's just not up our wheelhouse. No, I, I definitely mean, can't. Yeah, I'm, yeah. But we can read it. We can reflect upon it. We can talk about our own thoughts, our own, our own uh, take on it. And so that's what we're going to do. So this uh, podcast is entitled "Darting Through the Faith," and what, the, through the faith, um, it's mostly the pot or the uh, the catechism, or at least that's where we're starting. We'll mm-hmm. see where we go. We might get some detours here and there, um, but we're going to go through the catechism. And uh, and the darting is well, maybe we'll just save that for the end, huh? Why it's darting through the catechism? Sure, cliffhangers are good. Cliffhangers are good. Maybe people will uh, listen to the end instead of just hitting the thirty second button. Exactly. You know, fast forward thirty seconds. I do that through ads when I'm listening <laughs> to podcasts. Look, and I, I got to be honest with you. When Father Sean and I are on the air or doing podcasts, because back in the day, remember I did that podcast for our parishes. Oh yeah, that was way back in the day, and um, we did not have a professional lead on yeah. board at that time and the sound quality was so terrible but anyway you were on that um podcast with me a one. couple of times the very first one very first one and um i have a way of bringing out the honesty in people so just father sean will be real with you oh, on this podcast gosh. um and that's a good thing for all of us to see um I'm, most of the time and if now. not we have a producer who can, who can edit. cut it yeah because <laughs> you are not seeing this live so it's all good that's right <laughs> So yeah, okay, save the darting for the end. Yeah, although you just pointed to it. Oh, Come shoot. On, Leo. Uh, okay, well, I'm I, sorry. I just called you Leo. It's okay. Yikes. It's fine. Well, sorry, Leo. <laughs> yeah, I did just point to it. It's all good. Yeah. All right. So we figured with this this in- inaugural one, instead of kind of going rando through the catechism, we'll just start at the very beginning, right? Mm-hmm. The very beginning, I'm told, is a very good place to start. I'm wanting to sing again, too. I know. I know. I know okay, you are. I, I can see it. You're just <laughs> bursting at the seams with singing. But I wanted to start somewhere particular in the beginning. So the catechism starts with a little a little prologue of uh, of like what what's it what's it entitled? It's entitled prologue. It is entitled um, prologue. It's very clever. All right, but maybe just a little history lesson yeah. like on the catechism, yep. where this where this comes from, and all of that uh, sort of jazz. And it starts um, well, all catechisms, like the great the great bishops of the church taught, and Saint Cyril of Jerusalem is probably one of the more famous ones who writes a catechism for those who just become are becoming Catholic. I don't know if he writes it or it's a series of lectures that okay. just are so just profound that they just get codified. Um, so a bunch of the great bishops did this, you know, Saint, the catechism even mentions them in paragraph eight, Cyril of Jerusalem's there, John Chrysostom, Ambrose, Augustine, uh, they all wrote catechetical works. And, uh, and then it fat, you fast forward to, um, to the council of Trent. So that's mm-hmm. answer to the Protestant reformation or the, yeah, 1500s. And the Roman catechism becomes one of like the standard works and in the United States, the Baltimore Catechism was mm-hmm. pretty famous. That was mostly like for teaching children, though. I don't think that was that was not quite the same as what we got in front of us. So, nineteen what is it? Nineteen seventy seven, or is it nineteen eighty five? I think it's nineteen eighty five. There's a synod of bishops, so bishops from all over the world gather, and one of the American cardinals, Cardinal Bernard Law of Boston, stands mm-hmm. up and makes, they call them interventions, he makes a little speech, mm-hmm. encouraging the promulgation of a new catechism after the Second Vatican Council for the entire church. And everybody's like, we got to do that. That's mm-hmm. the great idea. So 
1990, what year is this? I should, we should have looked 92. this up. Is it 92? They finished the work, they promulgated. And there's a little bit of drama with the English translation that was not done well for the first time. So they have to retranslate it in English. So this one, uh, I'm looking at it, is signed the, the second kind of edition, August 15th, 1997, by John Paul II. So, so that's where we get this catechism, which is pretty cool. I mean, so it incorporates Second Vatican Council, which I wasn't alive then, so I'm told it was pretty important. So, what was the, what was the actual years of the Second Vatican Council? Uh, sixty-two to sixty-five. Those are the nineteens. Yeah. Yes. Nineteen sixty-two, okay. nineteen sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good to know. So I had a question because the and I'm, this is a question for you because that the word has been kind of getting out and we've had a lot of people helping us like prepare for the podcast, setting up this set and this studio and and making this board that I keep pointing out that we'll talk about later in the show. But so we had a lot of people helping. So there's been like a buzz sort of um, amongst maybe a small group of people about what we're doing and talking about the catechism. And a question I've already been posed is um, by, you know, by just the lay faithful Christian people who are going to mass every week, who are giving themselves to the Lord, who are serving God in their family lives and everything else am I supposed to read the catechism? Is mm. this really for me? Is this supposed to be a book that I'm studying and sitting down with and learning? And that question was actually answered in this intro. It was, yeah. What are you looking at? Paragraph like 11 or 12? Know. It's somewhere. Actually, maybe we should talk about paragraphs. So oh, the, sure. the catechism is broken up into paragraphs so that if you pick up a catechism in Spanish and the page numbers are different. The easy way to reference stuff is everything has a paragraph number. So in my edition, paragraph 12 is on page nine. What is it on yours? Paragraph 12 is on page 12. Oh, wow. That's profound. Anyways, <laughs> might be the most profound thing that happens all day today. Um, <laughs> Likely on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, probably. Ouch. So, no, sorry. That hurts. If I had feelings, I'd be hurt. Um, yeah, so there's paragraphs. All right. It is paragraph 12. It is paragraph 12, right? This work is intended primarily, it says, for those responsible for catechesis. First of all, bishops, it is offered to them as an instrument in fulfilling the responsibility of teaching the people of God. And through the bishops, it's addressed to redactors of catechisms, so those that kind of make summaries of catechisms, to priests and to catechists. It will also be useful reading for all other Christian faithful. So that's why I'm like, we got to do the catechism because I'm a priest. And it says this is for priests, those who teach in the name of their bishop. So, And I think for someone like, um, you know, in my own life, you know, as a lay secular with um, family lives and family obligations, and you do try to even read spiritual readings and grow in your faith. And even if you're striving and you're at like an upper Epsilon. I tried to say Echelon. that word. Thank you. I tried to yeah, say that word with you the other day and I couldn't. Yeah. That word is not in my vocabulary. I just scratch it. Don't try again. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Scratch it off. Don't try again. Anyway, even for those of us who are striving and are trying to grow, this can be daunting to look at this and say, holy cow. Now, I know when I read it the first time, there was uh, an, there was an app or some sort of group who um, did ca- read the catechism in a year, so you could get a little bit sent to your email, yeah. and that's how I read through it that time, which made it less daunting. But even so, it's massive. It and to is. just sit down and read it leisurely as you're you know, cooking dinner and taking care of family, it's just, it's not, 
realistic maybe. Yeah. And so I think I'm excited from the lay perspective of this, that these will hopefully be short, but profound podcast that we can take in a lot of this in a little amount of time. And then even if we're not able to spend hours studying this, like the priests right. and the bishops and the catechists of the church, that we can still receive the fruits of it. Yeah. And so like to answer that question directly, mm-hmm. I really don't think it was meant for the lay faithful to just kind of read through mm-hmm. at, you know, sit down at their own time and do that. So, mm-hmm. um, so to answer that question, not really, you know, if you have the time, if you have the ability, but sometimes it's just not that easy, but it's to be used as a reference so that those who write, those who create high school Catholic, high school textbooks know that, you know, to make sure they're teaching what's authentically the the Catholic faith. So mm-hmm. I think too, as um, even somebody who's led like small um, you know, adult faith formation type of things, when you have questions that are posed to you in those environments, sometimes you don't know the answers when you're right. on the spot and having the catechism to go back and reference and say, well, what does the church teach about that? Or what, what does, what does that really mean when it says that? And then using that as a reference to go back and to find your answers is helpful. Yeah. yeah so hopefully absolutely. just introducing a wider audience to the catechism, making it a little less daunting, perhaps even fun, right? And, we'll and see. poking fun at each other as we go through this and share experiences. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, I you know. You are playing so innocent. Like you don't I know, return it. Like a lamb led to slaughter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but even, you know, like say you're reading something from the scriptures. One of the great things about the catechism is just the indexes, the glossary at the back. So there's a... Uh, the index a, and glossary is never a great thing about anything. That, no, that's not true. The homily help that I get from a catechism oh. because of all the scriptural references are are um, are annotated here. So there are literally thousands upon thousands. And then, um, yeah, so then, you know, you want to see all the references to St. Teresa of Avila, which I think that would excite you. You can find that there. There's a glossary. Much. There's a great index. So if you just want to see forgiveness in all of the different ways that forgiveness is mentioned, there's so many references. Anyways, Julia, you're not excited by that, but I am. <laughs> you so, just made me excited about it. Yeah. First I just, glossary that's I did ever not kind of got even, my blood flowing. I did not even know what I was missing. Yeah. <laughs> and you just it unveiled that sarcastic. to me. It wasn't. It I'm was it was true. It was true. All right. I think we should start at the very beginning. Those first three paragraphs, did you read those? Yeah, I I got to be honest with you. I read the opening um, four sentences, which is just pulled from different scripture, and then found myself like stopping because I'm like, oh, that's really good. Yeah. And I just need to sit with that for a while. Yeah. And do we even need to go on? Because <laughs> I think that says everything. So let me read that. It reads, Father, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. God, our Savior, desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved than the name of Jesus. And so those are three different passages from John, Timothy, and Acts. And... um. Yeah. When I read scripture like that, I do. It like takes me like, let's just shut everything off and um, let's just sit there and rest quietly in the Lord's arms, pondering what that actually means. Um, Because that's 
that's the essence of why we're here and of who we are and where the Lord is leading us. And I know we're starting at the beginning, so I'm not going to jump ahead. But I'm also, when this prologue, prologue section, I also, not surprisingly, got super excited about the end of the prologue, oh. um, which reads about which was paragraph 25, oh, yeah. where above all, charity, charity, where it brings all of this, it gives you all of this stuff about how the cate- why the catechism was, was set up and how it's set up and how it's structured and what it's for and what are the four different sections in it. And then it ends with, by the way, this is all about love. And if yeah. you take love out of the picture, all of this is nonsense. Right. Right. And so I think too, when I was reading it and when I was preparing for this, um, that I, it's, you mentioned academic thing. We things can get really academic really quickly, even innocently. And to have a voice that kind of is always pulling us back to say, "Okay, but what does that teach us about love? And what's the essence of all of this doctrine and all of these teachings and all of these rules and all of this everything? Like, what is this really leading to?" And so I hope that the Holy Spirit will help us like stay on track with that and keeping that at the yeah. heart of everything. It's interesting you mentioned that because actually probably the place that that like the the end of love that kind of just strikes you is the code of canon law, which mm-hmm. if you don't know what that, so that's all the laws of the church. Mm-hmm. And it gets minute from things with annulment to who has power to to print in the name of the church and all of these different things, like, you know, even like procedural, like if somebody needs to be punished, what's the procedure yeah. for that? All that. And so there's all these laws and it's a big old book, but at the very end, it's the the last canon, and it's even that just the last half of the canon is that all of this is basically rubbish, save for the salvation of souls. Like that's the only reason that that is. It calls it the supreme law of the church mm-hmm. is for the good of souls, and nothing should ever trump that. It's like, whoa, like that's a good place to end. So, yeah, that happens in the catechism too. That's great. Above all, everything else charity. is rubbish. Yeah, rubbish is in my vocabulary. Rubbish. It's not a word I use often. Are but you English? But no. Yeah. Um, Deutschland. Yeah, German. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, but but rubbish. I like it, and I think I'm going to try to work it in more. Okay. All so right. anyway, go back. Okay, paragraphs yeah, yeah. one through three. Yeah. So the, the but these first three paragraphs I think are just great because it starts with that God first wants us to know him like mm-hmm. he reveals himself and then the apostles hand that on to who God is and then the church continues that work it's like that makes a whole lot of mm-hmm. sense um just how this all works that God and of course that first paragraph about God revealing himself is about is about Jesus right cuz Jesus is the one that makes God known so um so that's a great place to start about how do we know about God, which is this catechism is all it's supposed to do. It starts with God shares us himself, which mm. is very thoughtful of him. <laughs> it's very generous. It is. It is. But he doesn't have to. No. He doesn't no. have to. He could just leave us out in the world just to say, hey, hopefully you figure out how to how to get back here. And that's actually like, that's the Christian difference is because Jesus comes to find us. You think about any other faith, like... Muhammad, it's his insight into God, or or like the Buddha has found the way. Um, so every other religion, it's about we've found the way to God, but Christianity, especially Catholicism, is that God's made Himself known. Mm-hmm. We can't drop, drop. We can't drop these mics. Leo, we need mics that we can drop. Yeah, we, they can be fake mics. They they don't have to work. B y o m, bring your own mic to drop. <laughs> Okay. okay. Yeah. Although uh, it's kind of prideful if we drop our own mics, right? Like, what if I drop yours? Okay. Here, <laughs> drop this. 
Okay, we're, we're, we're getting distracted. By the way, um, we do this. So if you're going to tune into this podcast regularly, you can expect this. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can expect this. Um, so I'm sorry if you want something that's not so... Not so dumb. <laughs> dumb. I was going to say a nicer word than dumb, but anyway, yeah, you get well. the idea. But yes, God draws close to man. He confirms this message in us. He sends us out. He confirms this message in us. And then we are urged on by his love mm. to continue. Yeah. Right? That's the final word to the apostles, right? Mm-hmm. In Matthew's gospel, the Great Commission, go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Maybe this is the line important for the catechism teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always until the end of time. Oh, the close of the age. Misquote. Sorry, St. Matthew. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well then, do you want to go through like every section? What do you want to do here? I don't know. We really... I think we should talk about the structure of this catechism. Yes, please do. Yeah, so the catechism is broken up into four parts that make like perfect sense. So it starts with the creed, right? Mm-hmm. The So we say the creed at Mass every Sunday. So that's important. Correct. Apostles' Creed, Nicene Creed. I don't know which... I think this goes through the Apostles' Creed. Can you verify that? No. <laughs> We're about ready to find out, huh? We will find Over out when we get there. Weeks, when right? Providence leads us there, we will both find out, and that will be the cliffhanger we are on until we discover. Right. And by the way, can I just point out that I think that it's important to the listeners or the viewers of everybody who's seeing this to understand that we're learning. Like, you just proved that. I, I'm i just going to flat out admit that I don't know this well, yeah. but that we're learning together. I think that's important. I think a lot of times... Um, especially maybe it's our own it's our own miscomings or misgivings of how we look at someone in a position like yours but we just assume you know everything yeah right and we can come to you with any question we've ever had in our entire lives and you should know the answer to it right and i think it's good for all of us to realize we're all learning together um and anyway i hope that that's helpful to people who are listening yeah and you know before we were ordained deacons we had to take a test on the catechism uh-huh. to see how if we had some sort of mastery with it i don't know what the pa- acceptable score was mm-hmm. um but i did pass on the first try and in some ways like we like the catechism for when you're so i went through 7 years of formation for the priesthood mm-hmm. and the catechism was always like the first week of the class so the eucharist class Read the catechism, that's the first week, and then we're going to go from there. Mm -hmm. So the catechism almost seemed like the basic stuff. You know, if you're going to talk about confession, well, you just start with the catechism, but then, you know, Mm -hmm. we've got... 15 more weeks of class to go. Mm-hmm. So for for me in some ways, or at least when I was in the seminary, I think, well, this is this is the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. But as the wisdom of the church is, and as you kind of grow, it's like, no, this is the place we always need to fall back to. This is the place that, um, sure, there are theologians out there that have can penetrate far deeper than the catechism goes, because it... You know, for somebody who spends 50 years, this isn't, this isn't much, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but it it it's it's clarity, it's way it's organized, it's insights, the way it pulls from scripture, from the fathers, from the great teachers of the church, from the councils, like this this it's a gold mine. Like it, it truly is a work of yeah. art, a work of right. God, a work of a work of great grace. Yeah. And and years of work from from the commission the that put it together. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like so. Papa Benedict. Pope Benedict. I was he was waiting he was for a, his name to come up. Oh my gosh! You know he was Papa. one of the most important people in mm-hmm. putting this together. And his, oh my gosh, his contribution to this is um, very apparent. We'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
the structure of the catechism. Yes, Starts with return. the creed, mm-hmm. right? Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, and then into Jesus, and then into the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and life everlasting, that's part of it, and the church. So that's kind of like the high points. Mm-hmm. And Mary gets sprinkled out in there. So basically what we believe. Mm-hmm. Second part is the sacraments, right? We know the seven sacraments, but also the liturgy, how they're celebrated. Um, so that so if the first part's what we believe, mm-hmm. the sacraments is how do we get mm-hmm. plugged in? Right? How do mm-hmm. we? It's almost like we've got the power source. Then we got to plug in. Mm-hmm. We got to plug it in mm-hmm. um, through the sacraments. They mm-hmm. pass on that life to us. The third part's the life of faith. So that would be like grace, virtue. Um, uh, the Ten Commandments are in there. So basically, all the moral stuff gets gets wrapped up into there. And then the fourth part is the part that Julia wants to go to right away. I do is prayer, which. That's one of the great innovations of this catechism. Mm-hmm. Most, I think the Roman catechism, so the one after Trent, just had the first three, and that was like the traditional, the creed, the sacraments, morality. Mm-hmm. But the wisdom here is, let's get, the, let's get prayer in there. Mm-hmm. And it's really well divided, the second part, because it's, it's like prayer in general in the first half, and then the second half is a uh, commentary on the Our Father, which, I mean, that's brilliant. It's dope. Yeah, it is dope. And I'm um, certain that it takes a lot of references from Teresa of Avila's right. way of perfection, where she does her own discourse on that and on the petitions of um, that beautiful prayer. Yeah. So um, we did. I didn't really introduce that side of me. Um, I am in formation myself right now for um, entry into the secular order of the Discalced Carmelites. I made my temporary promises, as you know, um, in 20. What year is it? It's. 2020 now. Okay, I didn't do it in 2019. So it's been 2018. 2018. So I'm set, um, God willing, to make my definitive promises in the order in 2021. And for those of you that are familiar with the Carmelite order, this would be an order um, whose charism really centers around prayer. And one of our great saints uh, in the order described it as we are to be prayer for the, we're, we're to stand by the heart of Christ for those who cannot or for those who will not. So this order, this this order that the Lord has raised up in his wisdom that's really devoted to a life of really deep prayer. And so as a secular member, obviously I'm not like in a convent behind a grill and, you know, in isolation right. 24 hours a day. Um, but anyway, you work this life of deep prayer into, into your duties as well. And so, yes, I told Father Sean, can we just skip over the dart part, which we're getting to soon, and just go right with prayer? (laughs) Oh, they did rhyme. Yeah. (laughs) How about that? That's amazing. just so rhythmic. Oh, Oh my gosh. Okay, so anyway, prayer um, is the fourth pillar. The fourth pillar of this catechism. Yes. Right. So that's kind of how the whole thing's set out. Um, You know, as I think about this, there's actually a little addendum. I don't know if you remember this, but was it maybe a year ago Pope Francis added to the catechism a part about the death penalty? I read that as soon as it was released, but I, I, until this very moment, I forgot about that. That's amazing. The Holy Spirit is here. Yeah, he is. And so... I guess we'll have to just... It's probably time. Okay, I think it is time. It is we time. have We have held this carrot out long enough. Yeah. So, Father Sean, why is this podcast called Darting Through the Faith? Well, to be honest, if we just went through the catechism, like plunged through, mm-hmm. um, it would be boring. It would be too predictable. 
And we thought we'd add some excitement. It's exciting for us. I don't know if anybody else will be excited. So how do you decide what to go? Well, you know, in the Acts of the Apostles, when they needed to replace uh, Judas, the Iscariot, they put two people before the Lord, Matthias and what was the other guy's name? Uh Come on. Good thing I have a Bible here. Now I just have to figure out how to use it. Bible, Bible. Do you need me to sing? Why the choice? Yeah, yeah, I could. You were just singing Sp- the Spider-Man thing. The spider- you did Spider-Man, catch that. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Oh my gosh. Does whatever a spider can. I do have a two-year-old at my house and a husband who's way into superheroes. So um, He really is. We may watch Spider-Man. Oh, Joseph called Barsabbas. Oh, yeah. Joseph called Barsabbas. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they are they They're are, the two. And then yep. they cast lots, right? Mm-hmm. That's how they decide. So we thought we got to do our best to cast imitation lots. of casting lots. Mm-hmm. So we know where we're going next week. Mm-hmm. So... The one, the only, the very talented Leah Koenig, shout out Leah, um, created this dartboard behind Julia. Mm-hmm. And so basically the idea is at the end of every episode, we're just going to throw a dart up there, mm-hmm. uh, we being me, because... Yes, I've already said I'm not doing it. Right. You agreed not to do this. <laughs> it was or, in the contract. Or you demanded. <laughs> it was or, in the contract. <laughs> I know. I know. Speaking of that, there's not a contract. I'm just oh, kidding. Okay. Then what did I sign? <laughs> I- <laughs> So we're going to throw this. We're going to see where it lands. Uh, There's a couple try again just because to make it kind of to make it even. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so we'll see what happens. And we need to add the addendum. We need to add the addendum. Yeah, maybe we just make that as our last thing. You know, if we ever get through all of this before they shut us down, the FCC. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I guess without further ado. We're going to dart. Yeah. We're we're done with this prologue. I I think so. Don't you? I think so. I think so, too. There's nothing else you wanted to say? I said the thing I wanted to say, which was the thing that's the most important, the part about love. Right. And so that being the heart of what we're doing, the heart of why we're here. And I'm excited about that. So, yeah, I think we're ready. So we're going to throw a dart. You're, let me rephrase that. You're going to throw a dart. throw a dart. It's going to land on one of these spots or in the wall or take (laughs) out that lamp. Um, Hopefully you don't put another... A sword into our Lord's heart there in that crucifix. But anything is up for grabs. Yeah. We're going to do our best to throw it. And then wherever it lands, that will be the theme. That will be the for place we week. go to on the next podcast. So even if listeners were really into this, if they were really intense about this and really wanted to use this as a study on their own, they could read ahead and know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And right? we'll try to read ahead too. Right? Yeah, we'll try. We'll try to read I it. will try to be prepared yeah. for where we're going. Okay, okay. do you have a color, red I guess, or green? Uh, let's go green because green means go. But uh, before we do do this, we ha- I think so. We thanked Leah. Uh-huh. We thanked Leo. Yes. We also need to thank Angie Woodruff. Yes, Angie Woodruff uh, put this like whole set together. This is her table. Um, you know, she did, and her dad Ken. Ken oh. cut cut these. I don't these uh, this shelf. And he might have done some other stuff like these kind of shelves up here. So uh, Angie and her dad, Ken, just rocked it. We are in an old in an, a room that was not being used in the parish office space. And when we walked up here as we were brainstorming, Father Sean, myself, and Leo, um, this room it was white, um, scary, and cold. That's accurate. That's accurate. That's an accurate description. It's blue. It's blue. Is it blue? The part that's not been repainted. Okay. Well, then that just tells you how Colorblind. bad the lighting 
This is, is in white. this room. And okay, okay. All anyway, right, it fine. needed warmed up. We needed to soundproof some things. We needed to make it into a studio. And so we called people who were very talented and capable of doing this. And they they showed up. They did. They did. So, so thank you, everyone. All right. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. And uh, let's Green see where we go. Green means go. Okay. Close the eyes. No, don't close your eyes. Don't please. close and your you're eyes. Throwing that at my face. So throw huh? it at the board. I'm still doing no look. Okay. Oh, how did that happen? <laughs> All right, let me try stick? it. What yeah, we're going to try again. You know, if you walk away from the microphone, it's not going to be able to pick oh, you up. Oh, okay. Thank you Podcast for that. Podcast 101. All right. I'll Ooh, look where I'm throwing. Leo just said no big deal. Okay. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. 1066 to 1075. Why liturgy? Why the liturgy? All right. 10, 10 paragraphs, 1066 to 1075. Why liturgy? Which you did this, right? You, yeah. You were the one that put this in these different sections, right? right? Yeah. I sectioned off the whole catechism. Why liturgy? Okay, and this will be a good time. Lent is approaching, and that's when we're going to start releasing this, right? Yeah. During the season of Lent, and um, every week is the plan. All right. Well, it's been a good first week, Julia. It's been um, real. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Okay. I'm look. I'm excited. I'm excited too. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, and look forward to to sharing this journey with the catechism as we dart through it with you. Dart through the catechism. Can we have a theme song? Okay, later we'll discuss it later. Yeah, but I yeah. think we need one. You want to end us in prayer? Yeah. Let's just entrust this into Mary's hands. Hail Mary, full, full of grace. The, the Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.